Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. And now for something completely different. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I say this unashamedly, <laughs> leaving the best till last. Faga Fuzz is uh, one of Singapore's most well-known stand-up comedians and television personalities. He is joining us now on the phone to talk about his Singapore. Faka, good morning and welcome. Yo, what's up? I'm so glad that this is going on the phone and you guys don't get to see how I'm dressed right now or or how I'm, I'm allegedly dressed. Like, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's leaving to everybody's, you know, uh, imagination. Frankly, don't yeah. don't give us images that we won't be able to erase from our minds, please. Uh, yeah, isn't that what National Day is all about? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're, we're we're happy to have you on, and um, <laughs> and we hope we don't regret it at some point. I think we. I don't think we will. I don't think we will. I think everyone. All, I think our bosses are very understanding here at Money FM, and uh, and very intelligent in allowing yes, us yes, yes, uh, to have some leeway. Yes. But but seriously, yes. uh, you know, you have done so much to raise consciousness on a lot of uh, social issues, and yes. and uh, you know, in a funny way, and in in, in, mm-hmm. in, in a Oftentimes, in a very uh, uh, important way for Singapore to to talk about topics that sometimes people don't want to talk about. Where do you think Singapore is right now in the ability to have a honest discussions about itself on some hard topics? I think if you asked me before the pandemic, I would have given you a different answer. But uh, I think the social climate and also everybody's perspective of where Singapore, even the world is heading, is kind of very uncertain due to the current situation of the pandemic. Like before this, I would say that Singapore was uh, reaching a very transitional stage in which like we were moving past the whole main races of Chinese, Malay, Indian because we've had a lot of other races and other foreign talents such as the migrant workers and the expats and everything that make up a very huge number of Singapore that diversify and also make Singapore, I guess, uh, give a different flavor for what, what you usually have. So I kind of see it transitioning to something that we we, we, we don't know where it's going to be, you know. But I think after the pandemic, it's, who could tell where Singapore is or where the world is or where we're going to go? I think survival is the hope for the best at this current moment, right? Don't you think? Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's where I think Singapore is. But, you know, we've been doing pretty well despite what Twitter says. We didn't do it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, you know, I, I've said this before to you, Faka Faz. I saw yeah. a lineup of uh, stand-up comedians a few years ago now, and this uh, Boltak Malay fella came out on stage and just okay. blew me away because you were talking about hey, issues you, of, you know, being an ethnic minority in Singapore, you know, being mm. a, a Malay in Singapore. And mm. you had everybody, all races, all ages, you know, rolling in the aisles. It's no secret yeah. to me that, you know, no surprise to me that I think you are the first Singaporean to have a Netflix stand-up special. That's correct, yes. right? Yes, yes. Which is um, essential yeah. NDP viewing over over the weekend. So yes, on that point, yes. you know, how how does a Malay kid growing up in Singapore become a stand-up comedian? What was your journey and what is it like being a Malay well, comedian in Singapore? Well, I think first and foremost, right, you talk about what you know, you talk about your environment, right? So like everything that I see on stage is really just a reflection of what I've experienced growing up, you know, like like having Chinese friends and them making the jokes. And sometimes these jokes, right, is, is they write themselves because, you know, it's just things that we rip. Like like what, what Singaporeans talk about behind closed doors, you know, when, when we're in a multiracial group. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. But like the, the issues that I talk about are definitely real, you know, but I try, I try, I try to shed light uh, on it where like it shows strength in the minority to be able to address it without 
looking like the victim all the time. I think um, mm. I think it's not. It's it's of course important to understand that you know some that being a victim is real. But on the other hand, I believe that it shows a certain kind of strength to know that even though you are a victim, right, you can still find strength in things like humor, you know, and things like and talking with it with with, with just a straight face and 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 understanding that oh, it doesn't hurt me. Whatever problems that 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 occur in being a minority in Singapore wouldn't hurt me because like I can joke about it and I can still address it and I can still put a, put across the importance of this. And and at the same time, right when coming to the Netflix special, honestly, I I was just going around just doing the clubs and really enjoying doing stand up comedy because I think we know that it's a very it's a very Western uh, genre. It's a very Western mm. thing to do to do stand up comedy. So to have that being performed in Asia was already something different, you know. So I was just enjoying that, and I think um, I mean as as cliche as it is, you know, you might want to puke when you hear this. It's oh, you do what you love, and uh, <laughs> uh, the blessings will come to you, uh, all that. But really, man, that stuff is real. What <laughs> what uh, what bit do you think resonates the most with your audience? We're talking to Faka Fuzz, the Singaporean uh, comedian. What topic? What bit? You know, can you think of one that that over time has really uh, reached people and re- people really react to in the way that... All right, what joke you mean? Well, it could be that or it could be a topic. I mean, obviously, race is, is a big topic, oh, a yeah, talking point. Yeah. I mean, anything in particular that, that stands out to you? Yeah, I'm very known for talking about things from a Malay-Singaporean perspective. You know, like, like uh, because uh, being a Malay-Singaporean, uh, being a Malay minority, actually, in this part of the world is very, very unique because a lot of the places that have Malays uh, usually have Malays as a majority race mm-hmm. in this part of the world. Yeah, so so in Singapore, where Malays are a minority, is a very, very unique predicament. So not only, not only do uh, people from Singapore want to hear it, people from other parts of the world also like to hear that unique perspective because they're like, oh, you're, you're Malay, but you're a minority, so you're the other oh so so she's reversed there so <laughs> is there is there a particular joke or observation that you make on stage that that people you know find funny or or insightful you can, uh, not to put I you too much was, on the spot i think but. there's this classic joke that i talk i talk about like i mean it's, it's it isn't actually anything that has to do with issues but i think about how different races die differently on tv you know like uh, <laughs> like Chinese people like to ask why why every time they die you know like where she was you know like that you know and then usually Malay people will just you know blame themselves right whenever they oh this is my fault you're dead my fault you know yeah yeah, yeah. and then the Indians will just take forever to die like five episodes in and they're like this is still he's still mending his gunshot wound like really guys <laughs> yeah yeah so so it's kind of stuff like that yeah. Really. Yeah, people love to hear, man. It's the classic, yeah, classic oh, stuff. Brilliant. Yeah. And wh- yeah, yeah. Something that I, yeah. I, I noticed, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this, but when, when I've seen your stand-up, I see, yeah. I see, and this is a, I hope you see it as a compliment, but I see some yeah. similarities to Chris Rock in the US. And I find it fascinating yeah. that some of your routines and, and jokes Almost, almost, not literally, but almost translate. Yeah. If you swap the Malay experience to Singapore to the African-American experience in the US, there's some yeah. overlap there, isn't there, for the minorities? Would you say that? I believe that it's, it's uh, maybe a little bit similar. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit similar, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I, I, would not, I would be lying if I said that Chris Rock wasn't one of my biggest influences. Hmm. You know, he was one of my biggest influences. For, for me to like mirror that kind of thing was something just I used to do when I was younger. But uh, I guess uh, over time, you know, you kind of learn to uh, adapt and find your own voice, you know, and find your own way through things. Yeah, so, yeah. What are you doing? Are you playing ping pong? Sounds like you're playing <laughs> no, ping no, pong no, in the I'm, going up, I'm going up like stairs, man. <laughs> oh. 
he, he, Do you have high uh, heels on? What are you? Are you doing Kumar now? What is this? Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I'm just going to plant death, man. You know, we live in HDBs, you know. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is we're not interesting enough. You have to get your exercise while you talk yeah. to us. Not really, not really. I mean, you're the first I can talk to you while I walk. And I'm just concerned because two minutes ago you didn't have any clothes on. So now I've just got no clothes and high heels. That's all I've got. Uh, yeah. No, I was just telling. I was just telling them. I, was like, I didn't know that you had a you had a you had a money. You know, like a like a money FM man. I didn't think. Yeah. Well, you're the money. Was, you're the money. You are I know. Anyway. I was like, shouldn't be talking to people that have actual money, you know, like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> instead of instead of G money, man, you're F money right now. That's it. But on that point, on that point, what, yeah. is, what, is, the, what is the scene like at the moment for stand-up comedians? Obviously, performances, you can only do virtual, I'm guessing. What is the mood within the community, the arts community, the stand-up comic community? I mean, it's very, very challenging, man. We don't have any shows at the moment, you know? Like, nobody's uh, nobody's uh, doing live shows, and I think it's going to be a while until we get to do live shows again. But at the same time, we do have the option of doing the Zoom shows, which are really... I think it's really weird to be... I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's really weird talking to myself yeah. on camera. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you feed off that off the responses, right? Off the energy from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you do get uh, uh, certain uh, audience members that are very nice that they will unmute their mic and then they will laugh and then they will give like a round of, like, like, you know, like uh, applause. So like that gives you a bit of like, okay, somebody's listening. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's kind of, dude, you get a, you know, I am legend, man. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like that. <laughs> speaking it's of audiences, man. speaking <laughs> of audiences, are there any differences? Because I know you're very popular in Malaysia now as well. Are there differences mm. between a Singapore audience and a, and, a, and a Malaysian audience? Do you change your material? Does it play in both countries? How does that work? The difference with a Malaysian audience is you can speak Malaya. Yeah, mm. and and it really really helps when you speak Malay because like certain jokes, I think when you say it in your in your native language, right, it it translates a little funnier because mm. people people get a more heartland feel to it. Yeah. you know when when yeah. when you translate it to your 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 like like when I say oh somebody is stupid, you know it's not it's not gonna hit well, as well as if I say somebody borrows, yeah, you know like that, <laughs> mm. you know yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when I say borrow, it hits, you know it really hits. So so I think in Malaysia, I I get to use that and I get to give that kind of uh, emotion and that kind of impact. Uh, on the audience, uh, whereas over here it's a little challenging. But unless you have a majority Malay audience, so it's it's the reverse with my audiences. You know, most of my audiences, uh, you know, are Malay people, <laughs> and the the, the 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 other races become the minority. Yeah. yeah are yeah, yeah. are you yeah. doing regular shows now on Zoom, or, or is it anything that's scheduled, or how how is um, that working? Or are you doing private shows, or what what does that look like? Yeah, at the moment I'm still doing private shows on Zoom, yeah. but at the same time I think <laughs> I've had to reduce myself to becoming an influencer. Uh, <laughs> reduce yourself I like that let me guess facial cream <laughs> no actually shampoo bro shampoo uh, yeah okay. hair products for the bald guy wait I've seen the pictures of you yeah wait, there's no hair there okay. yeah. yeah no no oh, I mean I, I, I kid I kid if there's any influencers listening and trying to make blog posts out of this uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, doesn't it scare uh, yeah. you that you might actually influence someone to do something yeah, dude, it's celebrity hunting season, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they've all got their shotguns. It. They've all got their guns. And they're they all are, loaded. Everybody ready to cancel anyone. You know, I'm, uh, sometimes I sit at home thinking, am I next? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Faka Fuzz, Singapore's yeah. top stand-up comedian. And uh, Faka, you know, uh, on a slightly more serious note, when you look forward, yeah. you know, we're celebrating Singapore's 55th uh, anniversary this year. When you look forward to the next 5, 10, 
20 years or whatever. What, what's this kind of Singapore that, that you want to see? Where do you think we should be going with race relations or the other topics mm. that, that you talk about? You know, well, uh, you know what, what, what comes to your mind and, and what Singapore needs to do to, to grow and to evolve? Well, if you ask me, I can only talk about um, the perspectives from the people in my community. Sure. I would, I would definitely love a Singapore that is a little bit more inclusive. I would love a Singapore that enforces, or I want to say enforce. <laughs> enforcing is a very Singaporean thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Encourage is what I was going to say. <laughs> Which is a polite way of enforcing. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who's doing the encouraging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like a Singapore that encourages. Um, I think the. The, the, the education of different backgrounds of people understanding that we're different. And at the same time also, I would love to live in a Singapore where we still have the essence of like, I can't really explain it through words, but I think a fellow political activist that I interviewed said it very well. He said like, you know, when you went, when you go to watch football back then, and it was the FA Cup, and it was Singapore versus Malaysia, everybody that was in that stadium, right, felt Singaporean, and they didn't feel like they were Malay or Chinese or whatever. Everybody felt like they were Singaporean watching the Singapore team competing in the FA Cup. So it's that kind of like like essence and that kind of feeling that you know that I hope will last in Singapore for even for twenty years to come or thirty years to come, you know. But yeah. I think you know you're being a little bit modest there because I've seen you live and I've seen your stand-up specials online, yeah. and you have an increasing uh, Chinese audience as well, which is a very yeah. positive step, isn't it? I always say that there's yeah. no point in Chris Rock just playing endlessly to African Americans. If he wants yeah. to make a change, he's got to start seeing white Americans in his audience. And yeah. it's the same with yeah. you. I see other races in your audience, and that has to be a good thing. Yeah, it, it is a good thing because it gives them, I think it gives them insight uh, about the lives of the people in my community. And at the same time, also, it makes them feel like, of course, it's very easy to make them feel like, hey, man, you're the butt of the joke now. But I, I don't do it in a way where it's very malicious in, in when, when it comes to a crowd setting. So, like, they definitely feel like they're welcome and they def- definitely feel like they're part of the family. So, mm-hmm. so that's something that's very important for us. For, for, for me as well and, and, and you know what when I mentioned about the football uh, you know experience and all that I try to replicate that too in my shows where, where the diverse races that actually come to you know, will have a more Singaporean experience than they do you know a, a, as well as a Fakafas experience which I hope is a good experience you know according to my exes I think uh... <laughs> <laughs> well Faka thank you so much for being with us today Fakafas uh, Singapore's no problem, top stand up I really enjoyed it guys thank you so much Comedian. for having me yeah we appreciate it we hope you have a great national day and and come back on sometime and talk to us again will you i will i will thank you to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the sbh radio app available on google play or the app store